Weep, O children of the dust, led to the light, then cast into shadow. Welcome back to the Shattered Cosmos. I am Waffle, your GM for this Alchemist Club adventure. Joining me here today we have... Daniel, playing the unnamed necromancer. Kale, playing Michigan. I'm Zach, and I play Skip Wickham's. I'm Matt, and I play Nerick Shakespeare. All right. Who would like to give a recap of what happened last time? Oh, we got ambushed by more stringers. We saw uh, the world's most convincing holographic ad, or hologramic ad. Um, <laughs> and uh, we saved our roofer from certain death. You did. Um, yeah. He, he was super convinced. And Ava owes you a life dead. debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how far that goes. Because um, if his life was already about to end, then <laughs> I'm not sure how much more we'll get. You're out not of sure it. how far well, that debt is going to go. Yeah. Look, yeah, Alabaster is 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 going to he's going to approach Appa though, like and 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 bring him in for a little real talk here. Um, he uh, I assume that Appa's like still on the ground. Um, so yeah, uh, Alabaster like walks up and and kneels and puts his hand on his shoulder. He's like, are you certain that theft was not your crime, young one? Uh, greed is good. It is sparked by self-preservation. But there will be no preserving yourself if you move without caution. So be greedy for the group, and you will preserve yourself. Deep <laughs> uh, shit right there. <laughs> yeah. He's still a little out of things. Um, you know, Near-death experiences tend to do that to a person. Yeah. And he is looking between himself and the very real blood on his own hands from trying to unsuccessfully close the <laughs> wound that had so recently occupied his throat. And then also to the dead body uh, sprawled out next to him in much the same way that he was destined to before the intervention of Skip. And all Appa can do is nod slowly and uh, mumble something about how he'll let you take the lead. <laughs> the other unresolved matter from the fight in the rotunda is your survivor. Oh, right. There's one that lived because yes. I just pushed him off a balcony. So after you were engaged in an ambush here, the three stringers that you fought, one of them was thoroughly eviscerated by a combination of Narek and Michigan, both just laying into them with swords. And one of them ran, but the third, who was on Overwatch with a bow, was pushed from the balcony by a very stealthy kitty and just face-planted onto the floor. Survivable. Not happy little dinged up and bruised, but otherwise alive and uh, there on the floor looking between the group of five deadly adventurers now surrounding them. A small trembling bundle of dark feathers and beady eyes. What, like wasn't this the one that was like antagonizing us that we were oh, yeah. all going to die and whatnot? <laughs> like... Uh, so that was the the one on the other side of the... Basically, there were two of them hiding behind the fountain, and this third one on Overwatch. If I remember correctly, the one that was uh, explaining how you were all going to die horrible, painful deaths did, in fact, die a horrible, painful death. 
and this was the one who attempted to take you all hostage by pointing an arrow at the dying Appa. I approach him, longsword drawn, and I say, you have two options. You can die horrible, painful death like your friend and not give us any information about what, what we can find here and what riches you can have, what we might find. Or you can show us and lead us to the riches of this uh, fortress. And perhaps we let you live. The small bird-like creature rises up, uh, fiddling with its hands, says, Yes, tall skin, you drive a hard bargain, but Takari will be your guide through the depths. Yes, this could benefit us both, I think. Minizona says, I don't trust him. You should use me to run him through. Tuscan sword talks. Unnatural. Cursed. Yeah, what what is the deal with that, by the way? Yeah, what is the deal with that? <laughs> What's the deal with me? I'm a magic talking sword guitar thing. What it what it what you mean you never heard of one of those? No, I haven't. Ah. Well Genius over here. You know, he points up where I guess doesn't really have any hands, but like he gestures towards Michigan. You're not going to get any answers out of him. If you haven't noticed, he talks in riddles. Yeah. And why is that? Do you have something to do with that? Not exactly. Not exactly. Okay. What's your name? You can say, my name is Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) And you have nothing to do with his inability to speak normally let's just say we're from the same place well you have a very loose tongue that's right um so did we catch this bird person's name uh you after a little back and forth figure out that this stringer's name is tackery tackery and I, i i call to him and they scurry over to you, sort of like wringing hands and stooped, and oh. almost immediately, like the the sniveling vizier persona is in full force. And they say, "Yes, yes. What is it that you require about the ruins? I can tell you much." How many of your kind are? Um, how many? How many of your kind do you live with? Yeah, warband used to be much bigger, much much bigger. Headchief drove us hard through the ruins. No more than 25 now. Maybe less if Davaga has gotten them. What is Davaga? Davaga is the bad half. Evil, wicked thing. Not like Gabada. Gabada is the good half. Friendly. And uh, Takari holds his arms apart as though to indicate something very, very large. When we when so we came across one of your kind back uh, in the caverns, he was calling out for Gabada. Are you looking for it? Gah! Gabada runs off sometimes. Gabada will return in Warkban's time of need. 
this is the head chief's magic. Frida was sent off on this task to die. Frida is no good to any of us. Frida let the prey get away. Frida's the reason we're in this mess. Ooh. Which one's that? Uh, this would have been the one that you ambushed at the very beginning and hit with Oh, okay. Well, well, Frida's dead, so, (laughs) you know, did you a favor. Didn't put up much of a fight, I bet. Didn't get the opportunity to. And, uh... Takari hops up onto the lip of the fountain and moves over to the eviscerated remains of the other stringer here and starts, you know, rifling around in their pockets and uh, taking trinkets off of their uh, sash and things like that and adding it to his own. This one was no good. Warka was stronger, but Warka fled and Takari is still here. Goes to show. You all saw it, Talskins. You saw Takari's bravery in the fight. Takari's cleverness. You were sitting on a balcony shooting arrows. <laughs> and I would have had you if not for the strange, quiet one. And Skip just kind of crosses his arms and glares. Uh, <laughs> Takari, uh, you know, arms crossed. The fountain balcony offering a meager extra foot of height to almost approach eye level with you uh seems not like smug or satisfied but you know puffs up a little bit and says you don't scare me tall fur in a fair fight takari would gut you but we are friends now takari is your guide you need takari takari have you ever been friends with a tall skin oh no uh, this is the first time in many a moon that I have met a Tallskin that was not fleeing and prey. So you don't really know, in a familiar sense, Tallskins? Oh, your customs are strange and aberrant, to be sure. No understanding of the weave. What, pray tell, is the weave? <laughs> Would take too long to explain to a Tallskin. The weave is... And he waves his arms around in a vague motion. Weave is everywhere. Weave is when you bring together the threads of destiny and fate into garment. Weave is the flow of energy through the loom. Weave is the strings upon which we ride. Weave is everything. Ugh, Head chief Orkman has forgotten the weave. <laughs> Head chief Orkman, oh, he is... He has gone strange in the head. He has forgotten the weave. He has left behind our ancient loom in our hunt for the prey. He talks to things that are not there and sometimes moves in strange and frightening ways. Be wary of the head chief. Do others think about the head chief like you do? Oh, no. Many would not dare speak openly against the head chief, for Lacoon would strike them down with his sword of holy might. Mm, that sounds interesting. But, but, if the head chief were to be slain in some terrible accident, or, or perhaps a roving band of Talskins, and Takari was in charge. Or, or Takari. perhaps being snuck up on by one of his minions that 
you would never think would betray him. Oh, yes. There are many opportunities for both of us to make a great deal of wealth. The prey we seek here. The prey we seek here holds much treasure and riches, and he hops up and down excitedly and points to the uh, dead body at the edge of the fountain. Like that one! Like that one! More like that! But richer! Grander! We, we're we in dire need of of treasure, of expensive things. And, and Takri, you, you didn't answer my question earlier. I, I asked, do you know any tall skins? Of course, I know all of these tall skins. Correct. So you know us now. And you know that if you cross us, we're going to kill you. Just oh, like we yes, killed your friend. Oh, yes, of course, friends. Okay. Because if you cross thing. us, you will not be our friend. In fact, I don't think you're my friend. But we're going to pretend that we're friends. Got it? I will do my very best to pretend at this tall skin with no scent. I think you've already been pretending. But... Um, actually, uh, so just so you know, Waffle, um, yeah. I have Uncanny Icker, so oh. he's actually going to smell oh, yeah, yeah, like okay. really bad. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, okay, well, yeah, skin with foul um, scent. Yeah, uh, he called me smelly. Yeah, stinky. <laughs> Tackery. And of course, uh, Narek has to translate all of this back and forth. So, um, oh. <laughs> the no doubt the stringers have a a number of interesting words for describing just how stinky someone is, and Narek has <laughs> to carefully negotiate the diplomatic issues of explaining to Alabaster just how stinky uh, Tackery seems to find them. I appreciate the moniker, but we really should be going, Tackery. Please lead the way and do. Do try not to cross us. Yes, yes, good. Well, we must go then. There is no time to waste. And he hops down and tick, 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 takes little bird steps out into... uh, So this is, as a reminder, a sort of round circular room. There are four doors at essentially the compass directions leading off of it. Tackery seems interested in the door opposite the one you came into. This would have also been the one that the other stringer that did not die here named Worka fled and points off towards the other rooms really briefly and says, big hole down that one, not very interesting, good place to throw trash, and then points down at the other one and says, cursed, cursed room, do not enter the cursed room or you will be cursed kind of curse i think we should go in there bad terrible curse curse like on the body of the tall skin and points to the corpse in front of the fountain oh okay another hypno toad ad no not not the great speaking head of distractions the the curse on the tall skin's book the the awful evil book and what? you you can see as uh, Takari capers around in front of this body. Mm. Um, now that you're you know getting a little more of a look at them, this could be arguably a wizard. These could be robes after a fashion. Oh, they have a number of pouches mm. on their person and clutched to their chest, soaked in dried blood, does appear to be 
a tome or a grimoire of some kind. Hmm. Alabaster um, will um he'll uh, he'll walk up to the the corpse and uh check out the the book at his um at his side. Okay. It is leather bound. The pages are pretty thick and sturdy. It's a sort of you know handmade book. Uh, definitely didn't come off a printing press. Has a stamped sigil of some kind in the cover that you do not recognize. Likely the sigil of an adventuring group or a guild or something of that sort. Do you are you snatching it or? I point to the book. Uh-huh. And uh, call the Tackery and say, you, you're saying this is cursed. Uh, maybe all of it's cursed. <laughs> Terrible magics. Evil magics. Twisted up the outside into a big cage and shoots fires from fingertips. But distracting face got him. And then Tackery shot him. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to pick up the book. Threw the arrow in the pit. Arrow is cursed. Uh, please make me a mental saving throw. Oh, boy. Is that a d20 for yeah. saving? Okay. Uh, so it's just a straight d20, and then the yeah. DC my is... mental. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Okay. So <laughs> do I... Uh... Oh, it's a plus one. Okay. So I got a 15. And my mental... D- my my DC is a 14. Uh, okay. wait, so why do you Woo. have a plus one? Because my charisma is 15. Uh, my so you don't at... add to the roll. The roll is flat. The Oh. It just okay, so what happens the if DC. I... What happens if I roll a 14 on a 14 DC in this game? Attacker wins ties. So this is one area where I'm still a little unclear on the exact nature of things. Because I remember it's backwards, but I don't remember how it's backwards. Uh... Uh, equal or exceed. So if your save is 14 oh. and you got 14, you're good. Nice. Yep. All right. So as you grasp this book, you hear a booming voice in your head that says, To any scavengers who are currently attempting to access this tome, know that it is protected by copyright spells designed to destroy your <laughs> feeble mind. You shall not survive. And then you feel like a little kind of like... Ee- buzzing noise in the back of your head and then it shorts out and you're just like oh, that was weird and open the book what what, what yeah what if i agree to the conditions <laughs> um it, it appears to be just like a this wizard had some kind of protective spell on the tome to smite and scour anybody who read it but huh. okay. clearly well, it has lost its potency over the years uh clearly i got lucky or um, that <laughs> <laughs> uh you and can- i yeah, you cracked but the I, open. Did, I'm sorry. Did I feel the threat, though? Yes. Okay. And it's likely that this protective spell has not dissipated. It merely yeah. failed to work this time. And it uh-huh. will, it'll that likely was... happen every time this book is opened. Okay. So just always keep it open. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And as um, you are, as you look through this book, this appears to be a pretty standard wizard's grimoire. By which I mean, it's 
very personalized and they have a lot of notes on how they make certain spells work or the mental exercises they use to overcome specific phenomena. There's also a lot of intermingled stuff here and there, like half-sketched maps of dungeons or little drawings of flora and fauna. And overall, about what you'd expect from an adventurer's wizarding tome. Is there, Most... a, is there an FAQ in the back? <laughs> uh, not formally. Okay, is the front page blank? Yes. I tear it out. Okay. Okay, um, I tear out the other pages. <laughs> what? As you are as you are ripping out the pages of the book, you just you hear booming in your mind. Wait, no, stop! Hey, no, this is this is indirect violence. And then you tear out the last page, and the voice goes silent. <laughs> and you you discard the cursed hardwood backing of yep. this. <laughs> So you have problems with how we treat the dead, but <laughs> books, you know, <laughs> fuck them, I guess. <laughs> I will not let a book kill me. <laughs> it almost uh, bested me. And, I just uh, think I going to drop an entire library on you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I stuffed the, um, the, uh, all those leaves of paper into my... Do I even have a bag? Were we given a bag to like pack treasure in? So or... you currently have three backpacks. Two of those were stolen yeah. from the tent, and one of those was given to you at the beginning by Cyrus. Okay, so we were at least given one. But yeah. um, who wants to hold the magical papers? <laughs> I mean, they're safe now. Seems like it's up your alley, bud. <laughs> I don't have a backpack. I don't think I didn't pick one up. Is it just a is it just a book full of like monkey pictures? It's not even a book anymore. It's just a stack. No. <laughs> yep. It's just a pack of spell papers. It's just a wrapping. It's a book wrapping. Alabaster, um, very briefly as you are putting these in whichever backpack is going to receive them. A lot of them. the grimoire is in code or ciphered or blood has seeped into it, but just judging by some of the notes here and there, you think you could probably extract a couple spells from this grimoire with enough study. Oh. Okay. Um, so, well, the grimoire remains. Um, well, the eh. the contents of the grimoire. <laughs> the grimoire that was. Yeah. Uh, the grimoire who was come to die. Yeah. I ripped you. I ripped you to shreds. Uh, so I'm going to, with... To shreds, you say. I mean, just like a... To shreds, you say? Um, I'm going to I'm going to give it a quick glance and try to attempt to glean a spell from it, but I'm assuming it's going to take more time. Yeah, nice. it's it's a pretty a, like extensive process there. What you um what you would basically know of spell books and things like that is you'll need about a day's study to really get into it, but you could make some kind of check and probably grab a couple Understand. of spells out of this. Oh, but I would need a lot of time for it. Yeah, it, it takes okay. well, like can a I, long rest worth of sitting just so down. I, and, yeah. Just so I know how uh, closely to, to guard this, because these might be totally useless spells. Um, <laughs> can, a, can a quick 
can a quick glance just like tell me what they are? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, or what the nature me, of the spells are? Give me a magic skill check. A magic. Yeah, this is a D eight, right? Yes. Uh, two D six plus 2D6. your skill plus intelligence, or yeah, yeah. Let's go with intelligence. Okay. I know your casting set is charisma, but this is more like you're trying to. No, I mean I can do I can do either. Decipher. But... Okay. My intelligence is fourteen, so, um, so a nine plus a one plus a one, eleven. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you rifle through some of these pages, and these spells that you are able to legibly decipher here. One of these is going to be a third level spell, so. A, a little bit outside your price range for the moment, but still impressive. As best you can tell, this is a a custom spell made up by the original wizard who owned this ex-grimoire. And it is what was used to reshape those rails outside back in the tunnel. So this would let you shape a large quantity of metal into a new arrangement and leave it there permanently. Okay. And then the other spell is a level one high magic. And. Oh, it, what? Hang on. What was the first one? Is that high magic? Uh, yes, but you can, you can learn high magic as a. Yeah. No, I just didn't know what kind yeah. of spell like elementalist might have made sense for bending metal but oh yeah yeah this one's i if you had to put a school on it, it'd be like transmutation but well the other one well no i, I just mean i don't have access to elementalist yeah, spells it is a it's high magic so okay yep first level high and then the other one is well what does it do uh what does it do you don't have the exact nature of it yet but it looks like it oh. shapes or rearranges metallic substances on a pretty large scale no the i i got that for the th the, the third level spell yeah. what's the first level spell oh, do first level spell looks like it's some sort of vision enhancement to allow you to see magic or otherwise perceive the complex and arcane basically it allows your senses to detect magic <laughs> uh, okay so i can taste magic yeah 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 okay all right oh no we're gonna do it again we're gonna have to no. have yeah, no. in his mouth to identify yeah. <laughs> we'll change it we up. can't get I'll away smell from magic it. yeah <laughs> tackery has been watching this whole process of you disemboweling a grimoire and then and, and, and I, I, yeah, I whispered he, to Tackery, I was like, see what we did to your curses? Imagine if you yeah, betray us. I'm gauging, <laughs> I'm gauging his reaction. Does he seem intimidated? He seems intrigued more than anything. Uh, I, glare, I glare at him. Gah! He scampers off behind Narek, who is now his best friend. Despite <laughs> the fact that Narek's always threatening to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> because it's either... The third one that pushed him off a ledge, or the one that smells bad, or the one that has a cursed sword. So it's like, process of elimination, Narek uh -huh. is now the best friend. Narek can be a powerful ally. And there's so. just something about him. He's got a winning smile. <laughs> He's the friendliest enemy. But All right. 
So uh, let's yeah. loot the rest of the room, because I don't think we did that last time. The rest of the room has been picked pretty clean here, aside from oh. this corpse. Yeah. Okay. You do receive anything. 150 gold from the purse here. Wow. Nice. Yeah. As discussed previously, these are slightly wet, waxy blocks of currency that are uh, basically... Instead of the gold standard, it's the Lord of Gold standard. So they're backed by the unknowable powers of an eldritch deity. So they're they're good. They're good to spend anywhere. I'm getting like B vibes from this Lord of uh, Gold. Like when when we found out that the the gruel that the Lord um, the Lord gives out is kind of like it seems almost biological. Like biologically produced and yeah. now we've got these we've got the this wax currency like beeswax i'm getting get a little grossed out <laughs> all right so, so have, you have three, have three potential options here the three doors that are not the one that you came through one of those according to tackery is cursed one of those according to tackery is the trash pit and one of those according to tackery is deeper into the place they didn't have time to name it. So, um, is the cursed I, room Tackery just like this one? And that that was it's... the cursed room. Hmm? I thought that's where the the book was. No, no, no. The grimoire was oh, on okay. the body of the wizard out here in the middle of this fountain area. And the cursed What's room. The... Uh, Tackery waves his arms again and says, "Strange things. You can hear sounds." Lights sometimes, even though there is no torch. Cursed room. Cursed room full of Money. spooky, strange, <laughs> uh, bubbly things. Sometimes you can hear it in the night go wham, wham, wham. Never go in the cursed room. Well, we just handled a cursed book pretty good, so I, I think we can handle a room. <laughs> we shall see, Talskin. We shall see. Yeah, Tackery, how about you lead the way? Uh, the curse, though. <laughs> no. Tackery, Tackery, lead the way. I, Tall I and smelly friend, you are so adept at destroying curses with your knowledge and understanding. Surely you should be the one to Tackery, first glimpse the wonders inside. Tackery, I find your faith in Gabada um, a little <laughs> underwhelming here. <laughs> Lead the way. You would not say such a thing if you had seen Gavita. And uh, Tackery and I, I kind of just touched the the hilt of my sword. Is <laughs> like you're you're not really thinking through this too well. Then, you can either lead the way or then tell the Talfer to give me back my arrow shooter. I will not go into the cursed room unarmed. What's just gonna have to trust the third one? Yeah, what's alive uh, in the what's alive in the cursed room? You didn't say anything. Uh, anything was in there living. I, there might be. Well, I do not check so on the is... cursed room often. Okay, it's cursed. You either lead the way into the cursed room, or you lead the way into the trash pit. <laughs> Minnesota transforms into a sword. Is like, for what I can tell, you have two arms. Want to make that one or zero? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine. Yeah, go into the fine. Go into field the trip into the room. cursed room. <laughs> when we all catch fire, I'm going to look at you and say, Tackery told you so, and then we will all scream. 
And then the diminutive bird person uh, leads the way into the quote-unquote cursed room. And what happens here is you enter into what could almost be described as a laboratory. Okay. So this is... This room has a a history or a legacy to it in that it's clearly been used for multiple purposes at different points in its life. Once upon a time, this was probably some sort of waiting area or lounge, and you can still see ancient couches and chairs arranged in semicircles and pots whose contents have long since withered and blackened to nothing. But after its prolific span as a area for people to wait around it was clearly taken over by some sort of coven or occultist group or something of that sort because you can see large tables have been brought in and they have set up decanting systems with beakers and they have arranged all manner of sigils and glyphs on the walls there is a big chalkboard that has been snapped in half by some terrible force, but you can see on either half of the chalkboard, there's writings and scrawlings in a very antiquated form of the language you now speak and know, and it appears to be some sort of chemical or alchemical formula that was being perfected here. The most important or interesting object in this room way at the back nestled in between two large benches that have been draped with moth-eaten velvet is a hydraulic press with a witch's cauldron underneath it what no um okay a so there's a very large piece of machinery that has like a central piston and then like Uh a crushing head and there is a big cast iron pot underneath it yeah yeah Yeah. what (laughs) i got i got that yeah yeah Um, yeah. but what (laughs) (laughs) so i guess it's like a it's a techie futuristic uh alchemic pestle and mortar basically Uh, yeah yeah that's something like that it's very weird um (laughs) yeah Hmm. And that's the only thing of note in the room? There's lots of paraphernalia in here, but most of it has been destroyed or cleaned out or otherwise ransacked. It looks like this back wall pestle and mortar and a small rack of unguents and serums that is next to it is the remaining intact piece. Mm, maybe there's something valuable in here. I'm going to try and glean what I can from the board and then the ungents. Okay. So this room is probably about 50 feet long, say 30 feet wide. You're all currently at the doorway. Are you... What's the... Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if we could see everything in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Takri. Lead the way. And Takari takes a deep, trembling breath and steps into the room and flinches and tenses up and waits, and then nothing happens. And he straightens up and goes, Talskin curses have failed! 
And then what did you feel? Scurry forward. I felt nothing. Feels great. Oh, okay. All right. Are any of you staying outside to guard the entrance here, or is everyone going on a field trip? I'm staying out until it's... Tackery has survived in here five minutes. Your caution is warranted. And as Tackery roams around a little bit, picking up odds and ends, at a certain point steps on a seemingly featureless section of the floor and is blasted up into the ceiling. And you can see that the floor has begun to glow with a curled purple hex. And the powerful force that it is projecting has completely pinned this bird to the ceiling. And you can see Takari writhing around and struggling a little bit, but it's completely stuck at the top of this room. Is this a pinning force or is this crushing him? Uh, it appears to be mostly a pinning force. He is not okay. currently being okay. uh, broken in any way, but you can hear the startled squawks and the ah, tell friends, tell friends I'm stuck. Um, we well, that's tall rope, lord right? to you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Right. So let's let's try and save our, our little little bird brain friend here. Yeah. I mean, he, we found rope, still, right? Yeah. He still could lead us to to treasure and whatnot. So. Yeah, and he's still got in, important information about his group of like what twenty five. Yeah. You know, maybe if we save him, he might not betray us as quickly. <laughs> oh no, he'll. I'm sure he'll take whatever opportunity. I, I, I said as I said as quickly. <laughs> I mean, I know he's going to still oh, do it. Oh, it's inevitable. But... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd like to try and take the, the rope that we found and, like, toss it into the room to see if that gets pinned up to the ceiling. Like, yeah. Maybe so, we can throw it to him. So as you toss in the end of this rope, it is carried up by the hex column to the ceiling. And uh, Takari is able to squirm his way over to it and latch onto this rope. And you can... So the... The pinning force does not occupy the whole room. It seems to be a sort of 10-foot column in the center. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's unclear if this is even intended to be a trap or some part of the industrial process that you just don't understand, but the outcome is the same, and you are able to drag Takari out of this stream and for the second time in 15 minutes he tumbles through the air and lands hard on the ground and coughs hey look you're all right i have survived the curse you're strong tackery and he stands and dusts himself off and gestures grandly towards the room Okay. Um. Oh, he. Oh, no, 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 no. I raised my eyebrows, and I gestured to the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Not letting him get off that easy. Okay. No, no, no. Perhaps he did half the job. Perhaps the tall fur could take the lead for a little while. No. <laughs> His shoulders slump, and he goes shuffling off into the rest of the room to trigger all the other traps. <laughs> as it turns out there isn't any more though and okay. after a thorough 10 minutes of shuffling back and forth uh 
Takari sits down on a bench and declares that the room is free of curses. Remember, you did slit one of our, or, or you and your buddies slit one of our friend's throats, so... Head chief's orders! Uh, no hard feelings! Well, this is our orders, no hard feelings! The stout tallskin doesn't mind anymore, isn't that correct? And gestures to Appa, who has not entered the room and is staying very far away from this creature that is definitely capable of murdering him, and just mumbles something. I think Appa still minds. Ah. I do think he enjoyed when you got thrown up at the O like that, so... You, you know, it, we're, we're, we're working on that trust thing. Did we just leave Appa at the door? Look out? Yeah, he's not entering the room after seeing that. Um, How is he going to communicate with us, though? Appa? He'll, he'll yeah. yell. He speaks English, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's quiet, but he's not... I mean. didn't know if he had brain damage. The the thirty seconds he, without oxygen while he was he did lose yep. quite a little quite a lot of blood. I yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip can manufacture blood. It's fine. That, oh, healing magic takes care of all of that. Okay. Yeah, he got healed, so he's he's, he's fine. like yeah. he's like. How did you know what blood type I was? <laughs> magic. He's like, I didn't. Blood type? What's that? <laughs> yeah. it's uh, red right i'm feeling kind of funny <laughs> blood, blood type, type right? i filled you with magic yeah <laughs> that's that's right. what system strain is it's just the accumulated trauma of having the wrong blood in your body <laughs> oh. <laughs> the so, wrong like tissue too yeah 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 just the wrong everything is that is that metal in your bone i'm sure that's I supposed that's... to be there yeah you or would you like to investigate this pestle and mortar device? Um, yeah. I'm gonna read the board first because I don't trust anything in this room until we look at the. Okay. This is this was the only thing that like displayed any kind of info, right? Yeah, the rest of it appears to be mostly be occult sigils and other paraphernalia. Because if we can read something about this, we might find out if yeah anything in this room is useful. It's pretty dense, dangerous. I would say. Like, this is written on this board is complex arcane formulae and chemical balancing and reagent equations. And mm. you're going to have to do some sort of check here. I would either take like a no or you could you could use magic here. Oh, can I, uh, can I assist with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I got a nine. Okay. Uh, so, add one. Wait. Back. Oh, do I? So do I get advantage? Or no, oh, I get a plus one. Okay. Um, nine plus one is ten. Yeah. By the way. So yeah. you look over this and you puzzle out some of it, and there's a there's an odd familiarity to some of it, but for the most part, it's kind of cutting edge, like very strange applications of magic to imbue certain materials with novel properties and then mixing those and then the fundamental or the big discovery that this board seems to be pursuing is the idea of producing potions under extreme heat and stress rather than just concocting them like normal and the idea that you could produce uh, potions capable of occupying something called a superpositive state. Ooh. 
basically interesting what you learn from this mm. is that the hydraulic press and cauldron here is designed to produce potions from almost any material that go into it as long as there is some magical or chemical power in them and then... I go back outside the room and I grab the hardbound leather <laughs> book. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Um, Please make me I'm another gonna... mental saving throw. Just to touch it? Yeah. I didn't open it. You you only made <laughs> me roll it when I fucking opened it. Nah, I made it when you touched it. What? No, it was when I. Uh, okay. All right. Well, here we go. Fool, greedy hands, touch the book once more. <laughs> uh, 11. All right, you take one point of system strain. Whoa. Oh, okay. So I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Okay. No, you I take mean, one point like, of damage and die instantly. <laughs> well, zero. I wouldn't yeah, die. Yeah, you'd be fine. No, uh, you just take a point of system strain. It. You okay. can feel the book trying to, like... Your vision goes blurry for a moment, and then you just kind of shake it off and feel a little it, bit worse. Does it say anything else? <laughs> Unhand me, thief, robber! <laughs> you shall perish when my blah, owner blah, comes blah, back blah, to blah, get blah. me. <laughs> blah blah. And I shove the um, <laughs> the cover into the hydraulic pestle and mortar. Okay. Um, so there's also a number of other potion ingredients, essentially, on these nearby tables. You suspect, just looking at this arrangement and the age of this, you could probably squeeze two potions out of this setup before it breaks. And you suspect that if you choose your ingredients carefully, you might not be able to get the exact potion you're going for, but you could try to get a particular effect or or you could just roll the dice uh, it's kind of up to you what do you guys think should we even use the cover i feel like we could make a cool poison or something yeah i cool. hey if it's yeah. another interesting object that we found that's one less thing we have to turn in right <laughs> like what if yeah. what if when you we drink can... this potion you 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 hear that guy talking to you <laughs> while the while the potions under it under effects or something, mm. wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be neat? Or, a cursed potion? I wasn't gonna drink it, but sure, like second... you go, you go. Oh no, it, not man. me. No, we would oh. we would have we would we'd have Tackery tried out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, god! No, we're <laughs> no, 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 no. We need to save <laughs> these to turn in. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know anything about potions. So, uh, dude, I don't know anything. I mean, I went to healing school. I can well <laughs> to healing school. <laughs> well, yeah, I had one semester before they kicked me out. Like, I, I can, I can try. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, um, fuck it. I'll roll magic then. Yeah, yeah, roll magic okay. and then explain to me kind of what effects or what you're interested in creating here. Okay, uh, that is a nine. Um, yeah, that'll work. And I'm going to try to um, make a very unassuming potion that would have this kind of uh, mental disruption in it. So that it's like, if it's uh, put onto a weapon as an oil, <gasps> then it, it would like 
disrupt concentration or mess with magical mm. effort. Okay. Or um, deal mental damage. I'm less worried about damage. I'm thinking what if because that one wasn't really it was system strain, but like we're running into a lot of um <laughs> running into a lot of curse shit. Should <laughs> we get maybe something that like wards against curses? Just well, can case? we use curse magic to become warding magic? Is that how that works? It's alchemy. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be a standard alchemical inversion. It would be doable. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll make a warding potion. Okay. Instead, yeah. Yeah, so you rummage around for a little while and grab some of the ingredients, and you toss them all in the bin, and then you pull the lever, and this hydraulic press takes quite a while to descend, and you can hear it go, and then eventually... It makes contact with the book, and there's a brief moment where the machine sort of fights against the solidity of the material, and then there is a horrible shriek and a crunch, and the hydraulic press goes flat against the bottom of the cauldron, and the little spigot set into this cast iron a moment later starts dribbling out a clear silver liquid with small flakes of gray suspended into it into a prepared glass bottle. Cool. And you are cool. fairly sure that you've created something along the lines of while you are under the effects of this potion, you will have advantages on saving throws against magical effects. Awesome. Okay. Um, um oh can, how about... is there a way to um duplicate a potion that we already have so like the anchoring potion or even this one can we make that again since we used the book already but like <laughs> would we be able to put a potion in with more ingredients to make that same potion oh to try and extend the uh yeah you could yeah you could try that yeah i would need another check um, but yeah but i'm trying to think of what else because we've got two uses we've used one um, um, I would think that, uh, from the first level spells that I know, I could try to replicate one of their effects for a potion. So, like, one high spell that, uh, I have access to, uh, is Ward Pact Invocation, which can either make a weapon useless for a combat, for, like, an entire scene, or it can make a person impervious, or, no, what is it, um... I think it makes the person unable to... It makes... Hits are negated. Yeah. Um, the, the attacker must make a successful physical save or the hit on the person they're attacking is negated. Um, mm. So it can either make somebody's... Like, I can point at a weapon and make that useless for an entire combat, or I can look at, a uh, like, an ally, one of you guys, and basically give you extra protection for a round. So... If it was a potion, maybe it would last longer, but. Yeah, I can see if I can find some, make a roll to see if there are reagents that would like work with that. Sure. Okay. Ooh, another cool idea would be to give, give some, give the, the drinker um, the benefits of my, um, my uncanny icker. Oh, <laughs> do you do you want animals to take no interest in you and be uh, incapable of uh, mortal wounding by stab attacks? 
If you want to bleed some of your ichor into this potion basin, you are more than welcome to. <laughs> that would be interesting, but I don't know if that would be a, an entirely useful effect, not knowing what the dangers are ahead. Well, I'm probably not finding the reagents I'm looking for, because that was two ones oh. plus a one, mm. so that's a three. Yeah, so you you do your best. Uh, you, And it's really only until you're about halfway through this process that you realize you're just completely off base, and you had mixed up a couple of the uh, quintessences, and there was a whole issue where you thought you were using rarefied silver, but it was actually rarefied sulfur, and... Huh. As the it's not until the hydraulic press is already in motion that you're like, oh wait, shit! <laughs> oh, that smells awful. <laughs> oh like no! Eggs. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! Should have stayed in school. <laughs> I look, it wasn't up to me. All right, like <laughs> so, I had questions, and they didn't didn't want me to ask questions. <laughs> so the potion that comes out of this thing is kind of a silky off blue color and what's particularly strange about it is that it doesn't flow like a liquid should it sort of clumps up into small marbles like a kind of like boba tea but like all boba no tea (laughs) oh okay and it settles heavily at the bottom of its vial you only got about half a vial's worth and you don't know if that's the correct dosage or not, and you have no idea what this potion does, but you've got it. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I tried. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's magical, right? Can we try to yeah. identify it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you could absolutely try to identify it. That would take some time. If you would have... like to give me a roll, you are more than welcome Zach, to... you have magic, right? I... Technically, I have polymath that gives me oh. a plus zero of magic. Well, my magic is a zero, so oh. it's basically the same. Yeah, I mean, we, we can work together. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will let you do the rolling, and I will assist. Okay. Um, Six plus, that would be three, so nine total. Okay. You peer into this vial and you tilt it this way and that and watch the orbs and you test one of them by prodding at it with a, you know, like a splinter or something. You're pretty sure that somehow Skip lucked their way into producing an elixir of energetic impermeability. So this elixir uh, confers a temporary immunity to the next harmful energy that would otherwise injure the imbiber within the next scene. Immunity is sufficient to protect the user from any mundane source of energy and subtracts 15 points of damage from each hit by a magical source of that power. Uh, so it could stop like heat, electrical, radiation, uh, or like acid. Um, kinetic energy is not valid so this will not stop a sword but it will stop yeah. like a magical effect so this would yeah. this would make you immune to one fireball essentially wow and it could okay. last for like a scene okay useful okay. yeah yeah so uh and with that 
you try the lever again on the hydraulic press and it makes a sort of guttural whining noise and then refuses to re-engage and you try a couple more times and you see black noxious smoke leaking out of the machine and then it oh, starts that's good. and then blood starts to bubble out between some of the hydraulics and you suspect that this device was never intended to be used for magical elixir creation without regular maintenance and it has likely reached the end of its lifespan well literally <laughs> well um yeah there you um go. how how valuable because we now have three potions worth and uh, a lot of gold right that appa picked up yeah so how much more do we need that like Pooling together all of these essentials that you've got now, you you do a little bit of mental math. You try and assess what what the cost of an elixir is on the open market, and just the energetic impermeability alone, pretty powerful effect. This would probably go for about five hundred gold. If that's like market price, you'd probably get less than that, and then. The other one, you're maybe looking at like another 250. So all said and done, you maybe got like 800 gold. That is about like a tenth of what you would need for one person. Yeah. What? You're you're a murderer. Wow. <laughs> we're also just buying more so? time anyway. So we're not... The, but, so yeah, we need to get as much as possible. Yeah. Paying off that tab that you've accumulated, you're essentially looking at roughly 10,000 gold per person. Murder is not in and of itself um, evil. And <laughs> does it not help the Lord of Gold in the end? He doesn't have to provide as much to his, essentially his serfs. Ah, but it's um, a question of whether or not the person you killed was providing something to the Lord of Gold. Ah, uh, well, I did the Lord of Gold a surface, so <laughs> in in killing the man that I did. Well, then you are a victim of the system. Aren't I always? Takari has been keeping a respectful distance from the cauldron in case it explodes and kills you all. And once it <laughs> dies... Um, scampers over to uh, rummage around in the shards of glass for anything interesting. See, Takari, no curses. Right? Like, we're, we're, this, we're, we're just, like, myth-busting all of your <laughs> shit today. Like, all, all of your preconceived notions. <laughs> like, you're gonna come out of this, like, the most knowledgeable of your kind. Uh, Takari nods and says, Yes! Perhaps you are strong enough to take on the chief. Perhaps maybe you can change things. Change how? The chief, the madness, sick in the head, he must be disposed of. But maybe, maybe together we're strong enough and we can save my people. Mad, what do you mean madness? Mad how? As I was saying, he... For for maybe two weeks now, 
nothing he says makes any sense. He has sudden fits and wild orders and he tells us to do nonsensical things like abandon the loom and chase after this prey and chase and chase even though we are so tired we can barely walk and others are dropping dead of thirst still we pursue the prey no treasure can be worth this much no treasure can be worth the lives of all our clan but the chief seems to think so Maybe it would also help your people to survive if you, you know, stop attacking Tolkien as well. The chief said that we must protect the temple at all costs, that Tuskins would seek to steal this great treasure from us. Eh, well, that might be true, actually. But... <laughs> I think now what I... I yearn for much more than treasure is to return home to the loom. This hunt has been bad for everyone involved. Most of all, me. Well, I, get... I look over at Appa and then I look back <laughs> at Tackery. <laughs> I think you're doing okay. Lead the way, Tackery. We're going to the hole. Yes! Yeah, well, Onward we, we go, it. tall friend. We've murdered a few of your kin. I think they're doing a little worse as well. So Alabaster's talking like really big for somebody who just threw a knife. <laughs> um, but you know, when you have one health, that's all you got. Yeah, you got to talk and big. You... Yeah, 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 yeah. Takari so. takes the lead, and you all follow. Uh, very briefly, there is a detour um, to the the garbage pit. Um, Takri has some stuff that needs to be thrown in. Uh, mostly looks like the husk of a beetle or something that he found and devoured the inside of while you were all playing with potions. And <sighs> so you go over to the other side of this uh, circular room, and you can see that uh, calling it a pit is maybe a little bit disingenuous. This is a perfectly rectangular shaft cut through the earth that as far as you can see has no bottom and Takari just goes up to the edge and hucks the shell into it and then dusts his hands off and turns back around how wide is it uh probably about 100 feet by 100 feet Woo. yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah it's yeah, yeah yeah but the other room is cursed yeah <laughs> it's just this a room pit. This room makes me feel very uncomfortable. Takari, we're, we're going to talk about the definition of a curse at some point. In a cursed room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Curse is a thing that makes you feel bad. And then Takari leads you into the next area. And... I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Curse is a thing that makes you feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a curse. A curse is a thing that I don't like, and the more I don't like it, the more it's cursed. Like the bad bad words? They're curses? Yeah. They make you feel bad? Yeah. Okay. Tackery leads um, you into... We're, 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 we're teaching each other things yeah. here. Yeah. Like, is... Another yeah. large, round space. Uh, pretty similar to the hologram room you just exited from. This one, though, has... Instead of a fountain in the middle, it looks like it's some kind of overlook or central plaza for a very large facility and you can see i look away 
<laughs> uh, no, no giant head uh, presents itself, but you do see that set into the floor of this room appears to be a map of the facility as a whole. And Takari is explaining this and tapping with a like a stick that he found, or you know, like a little piece of metal, explaining how there are three concentric rings of rooms and then there is this central tall pillar that runs through the space and the chief is at the bottom of the pillar in the temple and then beyond the temple is where the prey has fled to and what is the prey other adventurers adventurers with a great treasure one that will Save all our people. Or so the High Chief claims. Great. Okay. And in this space, you can see uh, this very clearly is a large facility. And there are four more doors leading off of this round space into what must be these long, curving corridors that center around the ring in big circles and down one hallway you can hear the jabbering and rummaging of what's probably some stringers and down another one of the other ones you can hear the sound of like clunking and whirring and as you stand there in the middle of the corridor uh, I think that is where we will stop for now I have been Waffle, your GM for this foray into the depths, joined by... Um, Daniel playing the unnamed uh, Alabaster slash Necromancer. Hey, all playing Michigan. I'm Zach, and I play Skip Wickham's. And I'm Matt, and I play Neric Shakespeare. How can they interact with us on social media? You can find us at thealchemist underscore club on Twitter and at thealchemist club on tiktok and if you have questions about uh our regular alchemist club podcast or about this um uh our our, our little um oh crap i'm struggling here <laughs> if you have questions about the shattered cosmos you can write to us at the alchemist club 88 at gmail.com thank you for joining us <laughs>